Hello, everybody, and welcome to Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Spooky Mike. It is almost Christmas time. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We got some really, really cool stuff to talk about in the news. And we're going to continue on reviewing Christmas horror movies. Our second segment this week, we will be reviewing the 2006 remake to Black Christmas titled Black Christmas. Before we get to any of that, though, let me just tell you this guy. I saw it last week. He was out on the dance floor. This guy could do the Charleston better than George Bailey. He's rich. The Charleston, the Carlton, same things. I slay them all <laughs> on the dance floor. I want to see you do the Harlem Shake. That's I'm trying to, to bring back. I'm trying to bring back breaking so I can do breaking to the electric boogaloo. That is my passion in life. I can see that. I, I want to remake old canon films. If I was ever rich, that's what I would do. And I wouldn't make them necessarily better. Same cheese dick. All right. Same cheese dick performance. That's, that's fair enough. Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Who needs Eternia? Just do it on no. Earth. Just do it on Earth. Do it on Earth. Breaking and Breaking 2, The Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> There's so many great canon films, by the way. Yeah. We look back. <laughs> for those of us who are old enough to remember canon films, we have to look back on those fondly. I need to see if there's there, was there any horror movies in canon. I got to check that out. I wish the Maestro check, was here because he could tell you. Because you know what? We're going to check that out because eventually, if there was, we're doing those. Oh, yeah. We're doing a, at least a couple because it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, they would. We also need to do some trauma films eventually. Oh, God. Because you know what? They're so fun. Oh, God. They're so fun. You, you're, you're telling me they're not fun? You thought that my reviews of George uh, Romero's movies were, were great. Yeah, but do you give a curve for things that are intentionally bad? I do. I think, mean, about I love, intentionally, think about it. Trauma's intentionally. Think about Trauma's intentionally bad. It's yeah. not like they did all any of that going, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> True. Like, I think they're still baffled by how the uh, Toxic Avenger took off. Yeah, I know. They're, like, downright offended by that one. They're like, what the fuck? So like, much I so that we're, we're getting a remake. Dude, yeah, a big budget remake. A big budget remake with like, big time actors Peter in Dinklage it. is Peter in Dinklage. it. Peter Dinklage. I know. Peter Dinklage is in the remake of Toxic Avenger. One of the hottest actors on the planet right Currently. now. Currently. I know. Currently. <laughs> he is in it. There's a lot of people attached to that film. You're just like, what the? I know. I know. You know... It's yeah, just, I, I do. I mean, look Uncle, at Uncle Lloyd Kaufman, man. He's he, right now. He's he's probably like, how the hell did I make this all happen? How? <laughs> how? He, was he behind Mother's Day? He might have been. I think that he was. Because he I did. Think I read that. The thing is, he did a couple r real movies, too. Don't don't get me wrong. Right. Non trauma things. It's not like he, the guy isn't creative because they are. But I mean, I think his his philosophy on films has always been like, hey, we should do some fun stuff. Who, who, who needs to make serious blockbusters all the time? Let's just make things for fun. Uh, Funsies. I don't know. I don't know. It's that that would be a good time, I guess. You know, fun would be had by all. Um, Charles Kaufman Have actually you, directed. Oh, it's Charles Kaufman. Okay. Have you ever seen Tromeo and Juliet? No. Very good. No, I have Very not. Very good. You got to see it. It's Romeo and Juliet in Troma. Anyways, uh, how about Sergeant Kabuki Man? NYPD. That's a thing. You've never seen Sergeant Kabuki Man? No. Fuck. Mike, see, we have to have a movie night. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. Those are horror films, but they're good. Oh I mean, they're, they could be horrifying depending upon how you feel about them, but <laughs> they're not technically horror films. But anyways, uh, great week. Can't wait. We got a lot of stuff coming into it. Speaking of it, let's go right in the front. Like this is, uh, we, got, we got this episode and one other episode uh, next week's episode, which next week's episode might come to you slightly early because uh, recording because of the holiday season and going out of town and stuff. 
Uh, but uh, I can tease next week. Uh, not only are we doing a movie review, which you have decided next week's movie review is what? The 1951? Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah. So we're going to do that. And then for holidays, the last one for the holiday movies. And then uh, also during the news feed, if there's not, because there probably won't be a ton of news, we're going to give our best and worst of 2021 horror movies. Because the next two weeks, as you know, we'll be kicking off the Scream, uh, you know, going through all the Scream movies up to the news movie when it comes out. And we review it on the following week's Horror Zone. I just want to give a spoiler alert. Yes. Malignant will be on one of those lists. It will be on one of those lists. Absolutely. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> and so those ones, the first two, because we're off, so you guys didn't have to miss us for a week. We are actually recording those reviews alone, and that will come out on uh, Christmas week and New Year's week, respectively. So you have something to do uh, if you're stuck with your, your family members, which most of us will be. Uh, you know, you can take a time out and, you know, listen to like 30 minutes or so of our review of Scream and Scream 2, and then we'll be back the following week with... Uh, Usually our kickoff, well, probably not only we'll have news, but we'll do the little kickoff like uh, movies that we're looking forward to in the upcoming year. And then, of course, that'll be the Scream 3 review. So, so much more. We got a lot lined up for you guys. You guys aren't going to miss a week. It's going to be a lot of fun. But next week, uh, 1951 Scrooge is going to be the the last holiday review movie. And then, of course, during the news segment, we're going to give our best and worst. The Horror Zone 607 best and worst horror movies of 2021. But... We got a lot. We got a lot in this show. We got a lot of stuff, and I got a special song for you. And I know it's not a holiday song. We've been doing holiday music because the holiday movies. Well, it but, depends on how you look at it. But we had a brand new song come out this past week from our good friends, the Merkins. So I wanted to give it a shout out. I can't wait for you and the listeners to hear this. If you haven't heard the Merkins before, YouTube, just search the Merkins. They do the Slash Street Boys and everything else. It's amazing stuff. I like to share. Maybe I'll share this video on the Horizon stuff this week after the show goes live. So you can see the video yourself. But check them out. Make sure you're following them. These guys are awesome. But uh, this is done by Jason Voorhees. And it's Chop Up the Camp. And you'll find out with my old ass. Oh yeah. By the way, I just want to point out in this video, Mrs. Voorhees has a slamming body. <laughs> slamming body. I just want to throw that out there. I know, I know, I may not be appropriate, but uh, you have to see the video for yourselves. She's, uh, looking, she's looking pretty good. She's looking pretty good, other than her face. Yeah. Uh, she did, which well, she has back on her shoulders now. Everybody loves somebody. Everybody loves somebody sometimes. But yeah, the Merkins, check them out. And uh, let's get into the Horror Zone news, man. Yes. And of course, last week, right after the show, <laughs> right after the show, I don't even think we got home yet, the first trailer... For the brand new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, hit. And yeah. I watched it. You watched it. I watched it. You watched it. What did you it. think? I mean, it wasn't horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this puts anything to bed for me because it doesn't. No. I, I mean, it looked it looked decent, but I mean, it's a first trailer. I mean, the world will find out because it's coming to Netflix 
in soon the, in the not too distant future uh About two months away yeah in february uh i I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, I thought it was, I, like I said, I thought it was decent, but I don't judge a movie, especially a Netflix movie, on a trailer. Right, right. <sighs> what were your takeaways? Because I see, I hear that, I gasp. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because again, it's just a trailer, but the fact that this thing is going straight to Netflix, I think that it's pretty much got all of us that are fans of this series kind of like, oh, God. That's, that shouldn't be a reason to be like, oh, God, because let's be honest, like selling things to the streaming service isn't a bad idea. No, I get that, but... I mean, Halloween Kills did a fucking slaying. Right, but that also went Peacock. to theaters. Pe- yeah, but think about it. Maybe even more money just to be exclusive. True. Like, how much money is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre going to make in the theaters? Pandemic era still. Like, we're in, like, yeah. just to peek behind the curtain, we're in New York State, and it, we've found out this week, the next week, we're going back to wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not getting political. We're not going to jump on that horse. Whatever. But I'm just saying, like, so this thing is still around. The people are still nervous. I've been to the theaters, and I know the theaters have been, you know, not as full as they should be, even for blockbuster movies. Spider-Man looks like it's finally the one movie that's selling things out. Locally, it's not, though. But, like, nationally it is, like in big cities and big markets. So, I mean, that's the first one. But there's been other blockbusters who have done well but haven't done as well as they could have pre-pandemic. Right. Like, think about it. The highest pandemic before Spider-Man, the highest pandemic, because I'm sure that's going to beat it, the highest pandemic movie has been No Time to Die. Right. And that movie did like 250 million. Like, if you think about it like that, like, that's a movie, a Bond movie usually is going to make 500 million easy, especially the Daniel Craig Bond movies, because they've been so good. And that movie was great, too. So I just look at it like maybe this is a good way to shore up. Because, like, what would a Texas, like, we'd have to go back and look at like a successful Texas Chainsaw movie. So probably the remake from Platinum Dunes in, in 03. Yeah. So I'd have to go back and like look at what that made, but I'm, I I can't say that it made... We know the highest grossing opening weekend for a horror movie was Halloween 2018 at $80 million. Right. So that means that it couldn't have made $80 million. It probably made closer to 30 So if somebody's willing to pay you $100 million, that's probably more than the movie was going to make. Right. And you know, just as a reference here, 10 years ago, Texas Chainsaw 3D came out almost 10 years ago. It was January 2013 when that came out. Had a budget of twenty million dollars and made forty seven point two million. Okay, and that was well uh, advertised, right, from right. what I remember. So, and so, it still made less than fifty million. Right. I kind of get the feeling that if we were not, if COVID didn't exist, depending on how this was marketed, it would have gone to the theater. It would have gone to the theater, but would it have made twenty five million? I bet you Netflix paid close to a hundred million for this film. Probably because they, they over made more money. No, well, they're 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 overpaying for things because they want original content, right? So they probably made the the studio smartly probably said fuck that we'll go exclusive. We're because like like in pandemic if that made forty seven this movie probably would make twenty in right. the pandemic, and then if 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 they were like well we'll give you a hundred million if you just have it exclusive here or fifty million they're like shit we're gonna lose money so just right. take the money. But is it, correct me if I'm wrong, but. This is the very first of the big time horror movie franchises that's going straight to Netflix. Uh, I do believe so, yeah. 
So in Netflix, you know, like Fear Street was good, but it had that Netflix quality to it. But we know um, this film was not shot as an intention as an intention to go to Netflix. True. So this movie was going to be shot like a movie, right? You see what I mean? I think that my my fear with this more than anything is one, Netflix hasn't been paying for these big IPs, and two, we know more so than anything, we know about the problems with this movie so much oh, so yeah. that there there was oh, concern that of, this wasn't even going to come out at all. There's a lot of question marks. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that I probably I think this was the smartest movie they could make we're probably gonna both love this but movie, netflix you know? netflix had to pay for a big named ip because everybody else is doing it right and like finally they're being forced to because think about it disney has the major ips and yeah. they own them. So Disney Plus is unlocked. You have Marvel, you have Star Wars, you have Disney itself. Right. You know what I mean? So they have all these things that they can just go, oh, we have them out. And then we've seen aggressiveness. Uh, then on the other side, you have HBO Max. Warner Media has a ton of movies because they put out major movies in Warner Media. Like King Richard's on there currently. I know it's not horror. It doesn't matter if it's horror or not. But Godzilla versus Kong was on that franchise. All those things are on there because they, they own. IPs of big franchises. Right. And then you look at the Peacock, who with their Halloween kill, the, like the, the Halloween kills, not, not just Halloween kills, but think about their Halloween lineup. Oh, yeah. They spent a shit ton of money to bring the biggest horror movie franchise movies to, to Peacock for a month. For a fucking month. Yeah. I mean, between that and what they were showing on sci-fi the whole month, they beat... AMC for the first at Fear Fest. Oh, yeah. They beat it with what they were showing. Well, they can show that stuff on sci-fi because they bought all the rights to show it on their streaming service. Right. So they now they have... Right. So they went out and spent... And by the way, a month, all that stuff came off. So they literally paid a ton of money. And we, we've already speculated Halloween Kills they must have paid a ton of money for. Yeah. I'd love and, to get that figure. I'm sure it's high. They Especially after had. coming off of an $80 million yep. opening weekend for the first movie. I do believe it was over two... We talked about it before. It's over $200 million for as a, as a whole. So yeah. like I don't know if it would have sold as much, but we know during the pandemic Halloween Kills lasted for a while. Yeah. They made they made 100 million in the theaters. Yeah. On top of being on Peacock. Right? <laughs> so it's like it's it's but Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't Halloween. You know, here's the thing with with Texas. It's still one of the big ones though. It's oh, one I, of the top I agree with tier. you. I'm agreeing with you, but here's, it's still not Halloween. And we'll talk about this more in February when we get to the movie, I'm sure, but Here's my thoughts on, on Texas Chainsaw as a whole. First of all, our good friend the Maestro has always called this the choose-your-own-adventure of, of horror series. Because it is. Because it is. And they keep trying to make sequels and prequels to the original, and they keep falling flat. Texas Chainsaw 3D was probably, you know, it, it had some good and mostly bad to it. Leatherface. Until they turn them, until they turn them face. Yeah. <laughs> Leatherface actually was pretty good most of the movie, but the which one is he? Who could it be? That's like the Scooby Doo ending that it had. And they should have gone with the uh, and they obvious. should have gone with the obvious choice because you know what did you have to try to get slick with it? And that's what ruined that whole movie. But overall, it was actually a pretty good movie. But here's the thing: we keep doing the same thing over and over again. You've already done a really good remake. You know, are we going to remake it again? My my thought with this series is maybe, just maybe, they should take a cue from Don Mancini. TV series? And make a TV series out could. of it. Well, here's my thing. They could. Well, the problem with the Texas Chainsaw series is it's it fell victim to like every other slasher film. And True. what I mean by that is there's only, in the history of slasher films, there's only two franchises that have been true to themselves throughout a timeline, not counting remakes. And that, of course, is Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. Those are the only two where all the movies are connected. Saw. 
Oh, Saw 2. I'm sorry. Saw, saw more than those. Uh, 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 Scream as well. Scream as well. Scream as well. Scream and Saw. But I mean... Um, I'm, more I'm, than Nightmare but, and, but, and Jason. But we're, we're only arguing... But think about it. We're only arguing the, ma- the, the major majors. The yeah. top tier. Yeah. And those, and those other two, even though they're good franchises, they're not on the same level of the godfathers of horror. They're one B to their one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, you could also argue Chucky, but that got a little convoluted on purpose. Uh, but anyways... True. As it turns out, as it turns it out, was, it was on purpose. That was on purpose. But uh, anyways, like like what you what you look at if when you look at those ones. So Halloween and Texas Chainsaw were always aspiring, even though Halloween was the granddaddy of them all, if you will. And Texas Chainsaw was the was the 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 granddaddy's brother, if you look at it adjacent to them all. Yeah, they've always aspired to do what the other ones had done in the franchise department, and they just haven't done it and because they haven't they keep going okay well since that didn't work let's go off on another trail and it's it's both of them are the same because think about it halloween they we're doing the different connection levels every halloween now and that's a gimmick here on horror zone we did the og laurie strode timeline next month next year is the jamie lloyd you know detour the following you'll probably the og or the the new age laurie strode then you have the sub movie you have the uh halloween three and then the two the two rob zombie remakes like, it's an interesting concept. And Texas Chainsaw is the same. That's where Choose Your Own Adventure comes in. It's the same. This movie's connected to this movie, but it's not connected to this. And then this one spurns off. And there's so many. If you looked at the tree of movies, there's not one congruent thought. And here's what I have to say. If you go through something like Friday the 13th, there was bad Friday the 13th movies. Am I wrong? <laughs> there was bad, There was bad Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Am I wrong? No. There has been bad Saw movies. Am I wrong? To a lesser degree. Yes, I'm, yes, but still, there's been a couple ones that weren't as good. Right. And I would agree. We would argue that Scream has never had like a horrible movie. But still, some yeah, are better than agreed. others. But you know, what the, you know what they all have in common when you really break those all into it? They all just stuck to a story and said, okay, it'll work itself out. Yeah. And so, although, albeit, you know, fr- you know this, this movie was bad in the Friday 13th line, the next movie was usually pretty good. With the exception of the last two, but they, they just gave up at that point. Whatever. Right, right. We're talking about uh, Jason takes Manhattan and Jason goes to hell. They just gave up at that point. Let's be honest. They they didn't want it. Sean Cunningham didn't want to do it anymore. Hence why his direction for uh, uh, Jason goes to hell is I don't want to see that damn hockey mask on screen. <laughs> that literal direction. There's a documentary about it. Yes, there is. And by the way, that brings me to my weekly fuck Sean Cunningham. He's a real moment. genius, isn't he? That guy. But that, I think that's the problem. They just need to stick to something. And I think what I think you're onto something. What they really need to do is either make another reboot remake complete, and then say this is the line we're going to tow and just tow it. Or what I would do is I would stop going back to the original and just go off and make a, a proper good sequel to the 2003 remake. Because yeah. 2003, that remake was really good. It was. The subsequent movies, not so much. But that remake was really good. You could actually start from there and build a new story. You could. And, in a way, and, and by all the way, the... stop doing fucking prequels, too. Yeah, which is what they did for that was the prequel to it. Right. Stop doing prequels. The problem with that, and, and you're right, if they went back to... I always wanted to see a sequel to that because I thought that it was an excellent remake one of the best remakes that there are the prequel was not as good but at least it kept the same look and feel and characters and everything were there um all of the family members are dead like the real life yeah. people have all died except for uh andrew bernarski who played leatherface everybody in that family is, is gone now they, they've all passed away i got an idea i got i got a great idea we do a sequel to the remake 
and we make it a shot for shot remake of Texas Chainsaw Two. Bring back Bill Mosley. Bring back Bill Mosley to play Chop Top. Yep, we, we'll do the sex with the fucking chainsaw. The hump you in the see air that with, with Lefty. And... Fuck yeah, man, let's go. Lefty. And... That was a great movie. I, I will argue that was a great movie. I I really enjoyed that movie. I don't like the campiness with it. Oh, how yeah, they made a I, comedy out of honestly, it. Honestly, but... I I enjoyed that because now that I've seen what it looks like when they try to make serious movies. <laughs> Let's go campy, folks. <laughs> we, I will bring the tent. You bring the logs for the fire. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. I just, I, I'll never understand why Toby Hooper went the direction he did with that, but whatever. It's not that it's a bad movie. It's just the first time I watched it, I didn't like two it. Two words. And I understand this to actually be true. Two words. If you look to your left, you'll see those two words, and this is it. Evil Dead. No, yeah. I've heard that he was such a fan of the Evil Dead, he wanted to do something he wanted to make Evil Dead-esque, if you will. Not, I'm not saying he ripped off because they didn't rip off anything. But think about it. Evil Dead, the original, very tongue-in-cheek. It's scary. It's campy. But it's still campy. And especially see, I don't part see the two, comedy in the first one. Especially the second movie. Well, I do because also, you know, the, the it wasn't the best special effects. Well, movies. yeah. I mean, it's it's laughable in the sense that it looks kind of bad at times. And I wouldn't but say they played, it looks bad. I, I'm going to say this. Considering what, when it Sam was. Sam Raimi was a genius that he knew that some of the stuff was going to be a little campy in the movie because right. of, like, the effects and not having money. They had, like, a $10 budget for and that they, movie. And yes. and they But they played into it. Right. And they, they made it count where it counted. That's why you remember it as being terrifying, because it was. That's because a we're, scary, scary about movie. We're, we're, you know, what other movie are you going to look at the stop motion and it looked, the stop motion that did not look great and be like, oh, man, that's terrifying. True. But then they throw some shit in that just makes you go, ah. Yeah. Now, the two, second one was campy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. But I love that. Yeah. By the way, each Evil Dead movie, each Sam Raimi one, completely different. They are, and that's a, it's you know which great. one I really didn't like was um, Army of Darkness when I first really? when I first saw it. I yeah. was like, "What is this? What am I seeing?" And then as the years have gone by, my, every time the movie's on, I have to watch oh, it. It's so funny. I love Army of Darkness. It's not my my personal favorite. Is always going to be the original. Well, yeah, and then and then very close one A and one B because I love twenty thirteen. The remake oh, yeah. is phenomenal. Oh, so good. And, and I, we have the poster in the studio, but literally when it says the most terrifying film you will ever experience, they're it's not probably there. wrong. It's terrifying. And it's it's the bloody... Uh, by the way, did you know it was the bloodiest film until It Chapter 2? And the way it I think chapter, I did hear that. The way It Chapter 2 beat it was that flooded bathroom yeah. blood scene. I think that we talked about it on blood, our show yeah. a couple years back. So there you go. But. There's fun facts, but that's. I think that's it. But anyways, nutshell, we'll be reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix when it comes out. I'm still, you know, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna drop one of the wrestling things because, as far as the trailer goes, I'm not impressed by your performance. And there, and that, I'll leave it at that. All right, fair enough. Well, we got more Texas Chainsaw news. Ooh, even bigger news as far as I'm concerned. Ooh, I like this more. So a few years back, Gun Interactive dropped a little game on us. It was what they call an asymmetrical multiplayer game called Friday the Thirteenth. The game. Can I take this moment to, uh, I know I said it once, but can I double down this episode? Go ahead. Fuck Sean Cunningham. Because, yeah. man, that game was a lot of fun. And I think if they would have continued and put all the stuff that there was supposed to go in the game that we know was being developed, it wasn't like, oh, it was a rumor. But when they made them stop doing the stuff for the game, oh, man, we missed out on some great things. Oh, yeah. We missed out on a complete like single-player campaign mode. We missed out on, uh, like, you can see it now in the virtual cabin. I was just telling you about it. We missed out on uh, part eight. You know, part eight. Yep. They had the boat all going. Like, it, it was great. There was even the discotheque and everything in it. Fucking amazing. Uh, we missed out on the Grendel from Jason X that looked really cool. Like, there was a lot of cool stuff that they had in the works. They had more kills. They had more Jasons. They had everything. Yeah, I'm sure we would have gotten the remake at some point. And we just... 
Yeah, yeah. Fuck Sean Cunningham for the third and final time. Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of that type of game. I I I appreciated what it was. They did a great job on the game. It's just not my cup of tea in the type of game that it is. I prefer like a single player action storyline. I enjoyed it. So, but it was still you know it's it's a cool game. I just I didn't play it all that much because it's just not my cup of tea. But the same team, Gun Interactive, announced a brand new asymmetrical multiplayer game called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Kane Hodder is playing Leatherface. Wow. As he played Jason in the By the way, motion does that mean for- we, he's almost on the level that he's played almost every major horror? I think Pinhead's left. Well, he played. Uh, left. He played Freddy. He played uh, he Leatherface had, he, is uh, like a stunt guy in a lot of the action. Well, scenes yeah, in part but three, I mean, the I mean, three. Right, right. But I'm I'm talking about full on, you know, him being him. Like this is a full on thing. Like we had him yeah. play. He played Freddy, and Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Little known fact. He played. You know, so he's played Jason multiple times. Now he's going to be playing. You know, in a full way, big bad way that everybody knows. He's playing Texas Chainsaw. He's playing Leatherface. Sorry. I think we got to get him into Ghostface, which I don't know how that'd be possible because, <laughs> like, gigantic Kane Hodder, you would know. Maybe he can be Michael Myers. Oh, dude, I wish that would happen. Like, in the next movie, listen, if ha- Halloween ends, you want you want me to be excited for your movie, you guys, every movie have done a good job of putting Nick Castle in for at least one scene. This like, scene got deleted in this one. I know, I, I know, but, I mean, they've done a good enough job at but least still. to bring him to set and put him in a scene as a nod. Uh, including a real like if you think about it he uh really cool movie uh trivia there is that him and uh Jay, uh Courtney were both in the same scene in 2018 because when she looks through the mirror and fires at at, at Michael Myers that's Nick Castle as yes. Michael Myers but when he was walking through the hall we're back to Courtney right being Michael Myers so it's as in this it's technically the same scene right so that was pretty cool it was a good like passing of the torch moment if you will right but uh i mean Fuck it. Put Kane Hodder in for a scene. Just a scene. Put him. In, let him be in the mask. Let him do a kill. One kill. I, I would put him in a kill scene. And then, dude, once you leak that, that he did that, man, people go through the roof for it. They would. Because they would try to figure out which scene Kane Hodder was. Because, I mean, him and Courtney are similar in height. Yeah. Maybe not Bill. Right. Guy, yeah. Though. But you, you, could, you could hide that. You could Probably. hide that on screen I a mean, little bit. By the way, it only has to be a kill or something. I think that'd be great. Then he'd be Michael. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to, you know, I I don't know how we're going to get him to ghost face, but we could try or Chucky. <laughs> we could gigantic Chucky. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, dude. Ch- season two of Chucky. Chuck- dude, season two of Chucky. Super Chucky. Super Chucky. Super Chucky. Super Chucky. Make Hodder it happen. Chucky. Make it happen. Oh, you're giving them ideas. Ah, but anyways, let's get back to this amazing game that I want to talk about. So, yeah. The only other thing that we really know, we don't have a release date or anything. I guess it's coming soon, but uh, the only other thing that we really know is you're also going to be able to play as the cook. The Hitchhiker, and several other new characters. Yeah, I'm assuming that they're going to do what they did with the other game. I'm Probably get licensing as much as they can across yeah. the board. I bet They'll, you get like Kirk and Sally and Franklin and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you might get some of the people from the remakes if they can make that happen yep. or like the sequels. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Bill Mosley in there at some point. Chop Top. Shop yeah. top. I mean, that I would Bill add Bill Mosley, he's clamoring to play oh, that yeah. character again. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want to see it. So I'm just saying, like, it'd be cool in that game. And, and like I said, they were good about releasing stuff prior with Friday the 13th to keep it fresh for a while. I'm all in on this. I, 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 I mean, I'm assuming the concept will be the same where one person's the killer and everybody else is trying to be the survivor. Right. But I'm all right with that. 
and and you could do different houses. Like think about it. Yeah. Now with the movies, you could do that. You could do the, the the actual house. You could do multiple different houses because they were different. The you second could one, the, they were in that like underground amusement park. Yeah, you could the do that. One, they were out in that swampy area yep. with a. You could do that. House. You could do in the remake. You could do the factory from the remake. Yeah. You could do different house in the different. Remake. Ha- yeah, you could do all sorts of crazy stuff. This game could be like phenomenal. I'm I am all about this game. Yeah. I will be getting this game day one, just like I did with Friday the Thirteenth. And hopefully, there's no lawsuits for the rights of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, to go I down. know. That's <laughs> cross kinda, our fingers, folks. You gotta believe the Gun Interactive kind of did their homework on this and said, "We're not doing this." Yeah, unless. they probably were like, "Listen, <laughs> we're not going to go through this again." But I have hopes. Like, I, I honestly, I, I want them to go. They did a good enough job with the Friday Thirteenth. I would love to see them go through the horror series if they can collect. Yeah. Were licenses. they behind Predator? Uh yes. I they, didn't they, like that. They, the graphics were better than than Friday they were, the Thirteenth. They like weren't. The they game, weren't though. the. But they weren't the the main. They were. They just did like they helped with the engine and stuff. So gotcha. they weren't the main pre build, but they were involved. Okay. Well, that's why it had some of the good I elements. Think that's how this is with this too. There's some other yeah. group that's. There's usually in this. another group. They they just do some of the game elements because they've mastered that asymmetrical gaming. Right. Which they've done a great job with it. You can't right. argue about that game engine. It's the graphics and stuff usually are somebody else. They did a lot of them for Friday the Thirteenth. I would like to see them get their hands on. Uh, Halloween as well, and do a proper Halloween game. And I would also I can't like believe see, that hasn't happened. Uh, there, there's uh, some ones that people have made online. I'll have to show you videos. They're like they're pretty good, but yeah. I would like a full on so Halloween game. And they're the, they're the people to bring it to you. Well, moving on from Texas Chainsaw, we've talked enough about them this week. I agree. We're gonna be talking more about them when February rolls around. So maybe by then, well, the game might be out. Who knows? So, but uh, for fans of the Walking Dead series, Fear of the Walking Dead, has been renewed by M- by AMC for an eighth season. Zero surprise. Uh, I remember I, I harkened back to a couple years ago when AMC said that uh, when, when numbers started to dip originally for The Walking Dead and they started saying, oh, well, we haven't even hit the pe- apex yet of this. I'm like, you did. You guys just are blowing right back because you're making money still. But hey, if you're a fan, kudos to you. I know Ken M's a huge fan over at the ODPH. is a huge fan of Fear of the Walking Dead. Tells me I should check it out because it's gotten better. I'm I'm just not ready to jump back in that world. I'm I'm zombied out. So uh, if you're a fan, God bless you. Got more. Yeah. Speaking of getting more, Guillermo del Toro wants to adapt the new Pet Cemetery again. Yeah. Now I, mean, I think that it would be interesting would be if he got involved in it. Oh yeah, I get. It. I I'm not a huge fan of the original, although I do like the atmosphere around it. Uh, just the acting was pretty bad, and there's a lot of plot holes in the original. I liked the remake a lot when I first saw it, but Ron kind of filled me in. That's when we were still doing the show with him. He kind of filled me into all the plot holes that I missed when I first watched it. He ruined it for you. And he ruined it for me. Thanks, Ron. I mean, it would look good. It would be nice. But, I mean, how we just did a remake not that long ago. Yeah, like, like I don't, two or three years ago. I don't really need a back-to-back remakes. And I feel like I feel like Hollywood is doing that lately, and it's just whatever. How about Guillermo? we're getting the We Think a prequel to it. How 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 about Guillermo del Toro does this? Because he's really good at making original content. How about he just does his, like, kind of inspired by Pet Cemetery original content? Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. A when to go. Yeah. I like it. I mean, he was involved with Antlers. Yeah. So it's not like he can't get that in there, so let's just do something like that. Yeah. That's my opinion. I agree. I agree. Maybe he can remake Texas Ch- or make the next Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, movie. Maybe. You know, whatever. Kyle Richards officially coming back to play Lindsay Wallace in Halloween Ends. There's no surprise there. We already kind of knew that was going to happen. other news, water is wet. Yeah. <laughs> so we already kind of talked about this a few weeks back. We knew that it was going to happen, but it's official now. So And as a reminder, it does not happen on the same night. It is four years, and it comes back to present day for us. So yes, the first two movies took place in 2018. The Halloween ends will take place in 2022, so it's a four year time jump, if you will. Yeah, 
And finally, box office news. Ghostbusters Afterlife has now made $102 million domestically, $145 million total worldwide. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I'm sure it's going to do well. Like I said, I, th- this is my perfect love letter to fans. If you haven't seen it, I highly, strongly suggest you see it when you can. It's a very good movie. I love this movie. I've seen it once at New York Comic Con and twice in the theater since it came out. Love it. Cried during the same spots every time. I've yet to see it still. Like, not bawling really cry, but but water. You, you had know. like a wailing. It wasn't, like, it wasn't Niagara Falls. You had an ugly cry, didn't Niagara you? Falls, Frankie. It wasn't Niagara Falls. <laughs> but it was, it was, I was misty eyed. No. There was no tears that rolled, but misty eyed. Not a single tear? Not even a single gangster Come tear. Come on. I'm being serious. I, I will admit, you know, the last movie that gave me, the, like, it wasn't even single gangster tear, it was a couple tears, was uh, Avengers Endgame. Really? Yeah, man. That the Tony Stark death scene and yeah. cheeseburgers. Woof. Killed me. Killed nah. me. Killed me. I don't know. So I said spoiler alert for that? Eh. I think you've all figured it out. <laughs> Anybody that's a fan of those has already seen it. So exactly. I'm not a fan of those, and I've seen it. Exactly. That proves the point. Everybody's seen it. <laughs> it made the most money ever in box office history, so. Yeah. I think everybody at least went to see it once. Weren't they sold out for like 17 straight months or something? Yeah, like it was every fucking night? ridiculous. Like you couldn't man. see it for like three years at the theater. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. Anyways, the Ghostbusters Afterlife, go see it. Well, with that being said, that's going to bring us to the end of the news. And that just means uh, I need to remind you guys that uh, you can get a hold of us to talk to us. If you want to talk to us about anything we talked about in the news, anything you would like us to review or just to say hi, hit us up on social media. We're HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share that page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HD607 whenever talking about the show. For more information about Horror Zone 607, the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, 607TWS, everything going on with 607 Podcast and 8122 Productions, visit our website, 8122productions.com. There's links to the T Public Store where you can get you some sweet swag and help us support the show. Also, there's the links to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. And uh, last but certainly not least, there's the link there to Patreon. If you would like to spend a dollar a month and help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash 812. Two Productions. All those links are at 8122productions.com, including friends of the show, music musicians of the show that you hear, and then last but certainly not least, local sponsors and so much more. Check out 8122productions.com for all information. If you forget any of that, look in the liner notes below and you will find the links to everything I just talked about. Mike C., I believe it's time for your Horror Zone trivia question. So uh, for the second straight week, I forgot to do one. So this is off the top of my head. I'm just going to wing it with this one. It's going to be, yeah, okay. you know, it is what it is. So here goes with this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. We are reviewing the 2006 remake to Black Christmas in the second half of the show, as we've already talked about. So there is one actor, actress, and one actress only that appeared in both the original movie and the remake. That was Andrea Martin. What is the name of the character she plays in the original Black Christmas? And what is the name of the character she plays in the remake? One more time, Andrea Martin is the only actress to appear in both the original Black Christmas and its remake in 2006. Name her character in each movie. The answer, coming up right after the break. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607.
welcome back to the zone. Before the break, I asked this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question. The question was, Andrea Martin is the only actress to appear in both the original Black Christmas and the 2006 remake. What are the names of the characters that she played in each movie? Well, upon further you showing me a picture, she played Ms. Mack. In the remake, In yes. the remake, yes. So, from, from you showing me a picture. Uh, I don't know the original. I, I mean, I know. I've seen the original. I just don't know who she played. So, she was one of the... One of the last to go in the original one of the last to go <laughs> she uh she played one of the uh, sorority sisters in the original movie uh the character's name was phil phil i mean that's not generally a name that you know i think it's short for phyllis oh uh, okay makes sense now makes sense i thought you were she was played she played uncle phil yeah she played uncle phil in that'd the fresh prince of bel-air that'd have been a little weird yeah she was okay. the original you know there was a there was two actresses to play uh and 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 viv so, uh, yeah, she was actually originally Uncle Phil. Huh? Okay, cool. I, I, I That solves it all for me. <laughs> all right. So that brings us to the Horror Zone Review of the Week. And that, of course, is Black Christmas 2006. That's right. The 2006 remake of the classic Black Christmas movie. And I say remake because this one was a remake. Yes. Unlike the 2019 movie that just used the name. That we shall never speak of again. Uh, the release date for this was December 15, 2006 in the United Kingdom and in December 25th. 2006 I remember in the United that. States. By the way, how on the nose <laughs> was the uh, American release date? I remember there was a lot of uh, uproar about that. I'm sure there was. Uh, of course, this movie is got uh, the European cut has 84 minute runtime. The North American cut has a 90 minute rough runtime. Interesting, right? Hmm. Uh, it was per it was distributed by Dimension Films and Metron Golden Meyer, aka MGM. Uh, it was production companies were 2929 Productions, Adelson Perus Productions, Heart 8 Pictures, and Hoban Siegel Productions. Jesus, could we have any more production companies? It is based on Black Christmas by A. Roy Moore. The screenplay was done, the screenplay and directed by Glenn Morgan. Uh, cinematography by Robert Macklicken. Uh, and then Chris Willingham did the editing with music by Shirley Walker. It stars Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachtenberg, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Oliver Hudson, Lacey Chabert, uh, Christian Cloak, and Andrea Martin, which was the question of the week. So I could have just looked at the Wikipedia page instead of you showing me, but still. It doesn't say her role. It just says Andrea Martin. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, this movie was had a budget of $9 million. Would you like to guess, because I know you're not looking at it currently, what the box office was? I think I remember this one. It was I want to say it was like $21.7 or something like that. Super close. $21.5 Oh, I right. almost said that, and I thought it was higher than that. So uh, Black Christmas being a remake of the original movie, uh, it is a remake, uh, basically has the same premise of the original movie. So basically there is a killer. And uh, he is picking off people at a sorority house on Christmas. Well, Christmas Eve, technically. And then into Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's before they leave for Christmas. Yeah, break. see? It's, yeah, see? Uh, so it, it's, it takes place over a few days. <laughs> it's not one night of terror. Not like Halloween. The original one was over the a couple days. The original was over, over a couple days. This, this one, one takes is, place all the same night. Yeah, I know, which is weird yeah. to hate. Hence why I was like, there's differences between the remake and right. this one. But that is the premise of the movie still. Right. Technically. Yeah. yeah. Although we are going to get to the major differences in a minute. <laughs> so I usually, you know, sometimes we start like we do start with the good or the bad. I think this movie we're going to start with the good because I think the bad is going to outweigh. 
I think you might be right on this one. So I, I want to go with whatever outweighs second. So we'll start with the good. And I and this week I will turn to you first. What okay. did you like about Black Christmas 2006? Uh, so this is one like every year I watch this movie. And it I don't know if it's just the mood I'm in every year because some years I really hate this movie and other years I really enjoy it. This year I was kind of like, eh, this is one of like the less ones. I don't hate it, but I don't like it as much as I think I did last year. Um, but I, I do like that it's at least a somewhat faithful adaptation, you know, to its original content. Um, I love that the house, the house plays a very important role as a character itself in the original movie. I, I would say this one, not as much. They don't, they don't use the house quite as effectively as they do in the original, but they, you know, it's, it's a similar looking house, both exterior and interior. Um, I love the atmosphere of it. Uh, it's, it's, you know, there's the power outage that happens, but somehow there's still like colors. <laughs> like there's, there's Christmas lights that are still going in the house. They, they very effectively use their reds, their greens and yellows in this um the yellow i finally realized the other night when i'm watching it i think was intentionally done as well because we will get to the fact that there's a little yellow boy yes. in this <laughs> so uh yes uh yes uh, billy billy is in this movie as he was in the original but we get a lot more of billy in this movie so and and i think we're gonna have to probably save that for like the negatives because i don't think that it was a smart move you had to do something different you know a lot of people didn't realize when this came out that a lot of people still do not realize that the 1974 original exists they think this is the original so they don't realize one what they're missing and two the liberties that were taken with this character in this movie but Billy has a, uh, he's got a, a problem with his liver. He's born jaundiced and he's yellow from head to toe, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so he's a little yellow boy that grows into a, a little yellow man. Um, so I think that that's why there was a lot of like yellows that were used in this too. But uh, they, they do use their colors very well. It's very vibrant, but dark at the same time. Very atmospheric. Um, I do think that comparing the girls in this movie to the girls in the original, although... Uh, Margot Kidder absolutely steals the show in the original movie with her comedy. She was very funny in that movie. Overall, it's a very dark film. The original one is it's very scary for the most part with, you know, with the exception of those things, it's, it's a pretty serious movie. This one's a much more fun movie. Um, th it's more playful. It's more fun. The girls are all hilarious in this one. They've, they've all got, um, these big personalities and for the most part they're all hysterical you know they, they are really funny and it is a fun movie uh so i'll start with that uh positives i'll agree with you atmosphere the music in this was pretty good too i like the score uh not better than the original but i did like the score i was just gonna say i disagree with that that uh, was gonna be one of my negatives. really 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 I, I didn't mind the score uh we're christmasy whatever the score is very chilling in the original one well yeah but, but i'm not comparing we're not comparing and contrasting true i'm just saying the original was better but, but it's this hard one not wasn't, to do when you're talking right right, right but this this wasn't bad i didn't think it was bad uh i did like i did like the chemistry with the actresses yeah they're very go. pretty cast yes very pretty they're all hot at the time like hot beating their careers were, so, were all doing really well at the time i'm gonna slip over to the negatives because that's pretty much what i have for positives <laughs> And in uh, the negatives, like, let's be honest, there's just one yellow boy in the room, if you will, <laughs> that is just like... And so, we should probably talk about spoilers at this point, too. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert, alert for anybody that wants alert. to see this and still hasn't, because 
you know, again, it's it's hard not to compare this with Here. the original. We'll drop we'll drop we'll drop the spoiler alert drop. How about that? Spoiler alert drop, damn it. <laughs> I love it. It's a good alarm. Anyways, with that being said, yes, so spoilers. So the problem with this movie <laughs> and the the thing that and you, I understand compare and contrast and I was like, yeah, it's not fair to do with the score, but it is fair to do with storylines. Yes. And the problem is, is that what makes the original Black Christmas so amazing is that you never see the killer. It's the ambiguity of it. It's very, I mean, very you see ambiguous. his hands. You see the killer's, see like, whatever. Eye, eye. A but shadow of him. But you don't see the killer. This right. movie, you full-on see the killer. He gets a backstory and, and everything. And, and like... And not only does uh, we'll get to that in a second too, but not only do you see the killer, <laughs> the killer is the star of the fucking movie. Like if you think about it, they show him as much as you show Freddy Krueger in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah, he's really on the screen way too much. Yeah, way too much. Uh, with that being said, uh, so we'll just start there because uh, you commented that I got a couple more, but I, I just did not like the fact that a the the first movie does this amazing job. Of just having the killer, all you do is hear his weird, creepy voice, and right. you see sporadic pieces of it, but you never see a full-on shot of him. It's kind of like like the way to compare it is how you never see Michael Myers' face in the Halloween 2018 or even Halloween Kills. You get a little glimpse here and there, but you don't ever see the face full-on, which is perfect. That's mm -hmm. one of the things they've done well there. This movie does like if this is like if you said fuck it in 2018 and just showed full-on michael myers yeah like that's what i would compare no mask, to. he's just running no around. mask like in that prison scene he just turns around you see his full face yeah right in the beginning of halloween 2018 that is what this movie does because we'll get into the backstory in a second too or do you want me to talk about that so you, you can might just as well it in. so so for anybody that hasn't seen the original one what is wrong with you you need to get out and see it it's one of the greatest horror movies ever made agreed i'm we've just reviewed, gonna i'm gonna say that, that right before. now but Here's the thing, you know, again, spoiler alert with that. In the original movie, like you said... We already did a spoiler. You're I know. Good. You don't have to say it all the time. I don't have to say it again. But in the original movie, again, you don't see him or anything like that, but you get those really creepy phone calls you were talking about where you hear, Billy! It's me, Agnes! You hear all these, like, different voices and these people fighting, and you don't really understand exactly what's going on. You never do find out what that's all about. Exactly. In this movie, you get very little of that. You get a tiny little bit of it. There's not much of it. But... You get this whole thing in the original movie. They, hey, Billy, it's me, Agnes. It's one of those creepy things that happens. Well, we find out who Agnes is in this one. Yeah, it's 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 mother, sister. It's his mother. <laughs> it's sister, mama. <laughs> it's his sister, daughter. Or no, sister, daughter, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's still weird. Oh. Yeah, there's an interesting relationship there's between incest, the... Uh, there's some inc incest going on Yeah, in the house. abusive, disgusting mother and Billy. Oh, good Lord. It's so bad. So bad. And then we we also get to see Agnes. Yes, that's the big In the twist. fucking movie. So we don't have just one killer. We have two. We got Billy and Agnes. Oh, my God. It's and they're so both horrible. running around, crawling around through the walls. The best is that, you know, Agnes is what you would expect a incestual mongoloid to look like. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> it was a it was a uh, it was a she gentleman. Had the face, she had the face. It was only, the gentleman playing that. Well, character. yes, but still, she had the face that only a mother a, could love. A, a, a Jason could love. A Jason could love. That would be a match made in heaven. Anyways, well, oh, it would be. Oh, good lord! Wait, but remember, we talked about that comic book where Jason had a kid. So I mean, yeah, it might be Agnes. They could have done this crossover. <laughs> they dropped the ball there. They but probably anyways. should have. Oh my god! So yes, you have that horrible backstory, which makes it doesn't make anything. It doesn't change anything in the fucking movie. Like that's the weird part about it. Like the the fact that the 
the ambiguity, the ambiguity, ugh, I can't even speak today. The ambiguity, yeah, I mean, ambiguity. Damn, thank you. I can't speak today. <laughs> I'm, I'm fired up. That's probably why. Yeah. Is one of the best things in the first movie. Yes. In the original. And then this movie, they're like, let's just piss all over that. Yep. With the jaundice. And then they call him the yellow boy, which in 2021, I don't know if we're, that's really a smart choice of a yeah, name. Maybe, maybe not. He's jaundiced. Yeah, but still. And once again, also, the original Black Christmas has a great ending. Yes. This not so fun. This not so much. Yeah, yeah. Let's should we should we move on past everything else and talk about the ending? Because that well, was where I really I wanna, I wanna I wanna do one more thing. I understood that you liked the actresses in this movie, but I didn't feel as connected as in the original. Because in the original movie, all the actresses who played the girls in the original movie all had different personalities. They did. And they all and you have, have an emotional levels, attachment right. to them. And they all have different levels of, like, some of them are truly friends and in love, and some of them are truly hate everybody. Yeah. Like, let's be, be honest. Mario Kidder's character, the only reason she's amazing is because, yes, she cares about them, but at the same time, she doesn't. Yeah. She's kind of a bitch. Right. And it's awesome. And, and in this movie, you have the quote-unquote bitch character, but they all are, though, except for the main are, character. They, but it doesn't come across as, like, you never really feel like there's any compassion for each other. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Like in the there original is an emotional movie, attachment to the in the, original, in the original, original movie, even Margot Kidder as the bitch character was like, still, you could tell she cared about the other girls. Right. And she was ta- there to take care of them as well. She was just drunk all the and time. And she was just drunk all the time. She's alcoholic. Like, yeah. let's call it what it was. Yeah. And then, like... She's like, emotionally damaged because of her relationship with her parents. And, you she's know, an alcoholic. The, the, the abusive relationship undertone of the movie was good. Yeah. Like, the original has all these really good, like, emotional bring you in. And this is 1974. Uh, you know, once again, Black Christmas, if you've never seen it, the original 1974 film, it's amazing. There is a reason why a lot of people consider that it, that, that was the birth of the slasher. Yeah. Because there's a lot borrowed from that movie for Halloween years yeah. later. John Carpenter's admitted that he basically oh, yeah. stole it. Yeah. But he turned it into more of, uh, with the killer, with the shape, he turned it more into what we know as a slasher film. True. That's why I will always say Halloween is the original slasher film, because we finally got what a slasher truly was. And, and what, come to find out, the slasher movie is just basically a mix of Psycho and Black Christmas. Yeah. And that's the reason why you should see both of those movies, and they're both great. But in this movie, we don't get that. <laughs> And now let's go to the end, Mike. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, so the end is what has always really lost me with this movie. And I was kind of reading about this. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, the Dimension was behind this. The Weinstein Company was behind this movie. And I forgot about that until I watched it the other night. That It's a Dimension movie. But Harvey Weinstein himself um, changed the ending. There was originally, There's a couple of different endings on the DVD, none of which are very good. Um, but in the original one, uh, basically, it's presumed that Billy's dead and the surviving character or characters get a phone call with, a, hey, hey, uh, Agnes, it's me, Billy. And Harvey Weinstein took that out and we got what we got in the hospital in this movie. Terrible ending. Terrible ending that just keeps getting worse as it goes. Um, and it goes for way too long. It goes for way too long, but then it just kind of ends. Like he <laughs> falls Fade off of about, what, a third or fourth story thing down down a, I don't even know what you want to call it, down a couple flights yeah, and I lands on top of a Christmas tree star. Like the thing wouldn't just collapse underneath him. He lands on it. It goes right through his guts, and he just kind of hangs up there. That's it. It holds his weight. That's the end <laughs> no of the movie. No problem. Like the tree, Not an ornament falls never, off the tree. A never dying tree that no ornaments fell off yeah. of and kills a man. And that's it. We get the... That's the end of it. It goes to black. Um, not a good ending. 
No. Not a good ending at all. Not a good... Um, and, and again, I understand you can't do what Psycho did. There's a double-edged sword when it comes to a remake, if you're going to make a remake, because you can't do it shot for shot. Psycho proved that. Um, to a lesser degree, I, I disagree with a lot of the criticism of the remake of The Omen. I still think that The Omen remake is not great, but it's not nearly as bad as some people make it out to be because it is very faithful to uh, the original. The... Um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Wes Craven did it in the 70s, and then it was remade in the... Mid- oh, Last House on the Le- Left? Not Last House on the Left. I, I, Hills Have saying. Eyes. Hills Have Eyes. I don't know why I couldn't think both, of it. Both of them. They did. Both of them have a remake. Which That's almost shot for shot, the same as the original, both but Hills they somehow made eyes. it creepier, and it added something at the end of it with that little village that the one character goes into. And then, you have, and then you have cases of remakes that were better, because I would say Last House Evil on the Dead. Left. Last, Last House on the, the left. left remake was better. Evil Dead, for what it was, was better. Right. Uh, Texas Chainsaw 2003. Right. In a way, that's a way better than better. the original. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that the originals... By the way, all those movies, I like the originals so as well. So do I. But something in the sequel was like, oh, shit, this is really good. It's really good. It's as good or yeah. close to as good if some, in some cases. And by the way, all better. of those movies only borrowed certain things from the original. Right. Gave little nods to the original, but then they took were you... They similar, but But they, then they took you into a different direction. Right. Does that make sense? So I get with this movie, them wanting to do something a little bit different. It had the same premise. It had the same kind of look and feel to it in a certain way, but... It's the direction that they decided to go with it. You didn't need to make Billy and Agnes what they were. We didn't need to get the big backstory. Yes, it made it a different movie. I applaud them for trying something at least. They they shot for Agreed, it. Agreed. It but just missed. My, my problem is that it was worthless though. Yeah. Because like, like, if you really think about it, you could have taken the backstory out and it wouldn't have made a difference. That's true. They could have made it much it, more it suspense. It didn't make it a it better took movie. suspense away from it. Even though there is some suspense in this movie, it took... There, there's excellent suspense, yes. which we get in the original, and then there's this. Yeah, right. You know, it's, I mean, even if you wanted to show the killer, I could have for I could have forgiven that. It was just like the weird shit that you maybe had it to should do. have been at the very end. Right, or like if you're gonna do like like the the backstory instead of just doing it up front because that's pretty much what they do. Yeah, you should have just done it at the end, like right. a real quick flashback to like oh kind that's of how these characters yeah that's how these characters did this right ah. You know, getting to give an explanation. And then a, a way better ending, because the ending just falls apart. I still think they could have just done the whole thing being ambiguous like the original. Nobody knew that the original one existed. Yeah, Very I few know. people. To this day, people ask me, what movies? And we know you like horror movies. What movies do you suggest that we watch? It's really good, really scary. And I'll say Black Christmas, but the original. And they're like, wait, what? I never heard of that. It, it amazes me. It blows my mind, because it is such a legendary, classic horror movie, one of the best that's ever been made. And usually that's what people come back to me and say afterwards is, wow, I didn't know this was this existed. This was excellent. This was really scary. I want to point it out there, and this is no bullshit. There's two movies that I recommend to people that they never complain about. Black Christmas and April Fool's Day. Yeah, I April have Fool's never, Day is a good I have never recommended those movies, and I recommend them to everybody. That's that's like one of the first things I do. I go a little bit further. Never... The Final Girls and Behind the Mask. Oh, I also yeah. recommend. I did get one person that was no, kind of like, just saying, eh, I, with I, Behind I, the I Mask. I have a full list, and Behind the Mask, I've I've, I've always liked to recommend, and I, a lot of people have liked that. And Final Girls, I've, I've there's a lot on the list, but I'm just saying the two. If you're like name two, if you name two horror movies that every horror movie fan should see that they don't think of. Like two underrated ones. So I'm not talking about Halloween because obviously I'd tell you go see Halloween 1978 as well or Jaws. But everybody knows about them. I My first two, if you're like when it real quick, I always showed off Black Christmas and April Fool's Day. Yeah. Because they're both amazing. And everybody who goes and watches them goes, oh, man, you weren't wrong. I've never had somebody be like, well, that movie was kind of shit. Right. Never. 
because both of those movies are amazing, but a lot of people don't know about them. Right. Hence why you should you know watch them. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the review. Uh, let's talk about the internet scores real quick before we give our own scores of this film. First up, IMDb has this at a 4.6 out of 10. Letterbox with users reviews has it at a 2.5 out of 5. Rotten Tomatoes has this movie 15%. Wow. And here's the real shocker because it always is. Google users, 78% like this movie. Hmm. So with that being said, Mike C, we are going into our review. I will go first, let you go second. Uh, of course, these are our opinions. If you have an opinion, you can always send us this. We'll, give you, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, these are our opinions. Uh, I grade horror movies on a scale of horror movies, we all know. Uh, and so I, I usually am pretty fair. With that being said, this movie wasn't a total waste. There is a couple decent kills in the movie. There is, like, you know, like we said, the atmosphere is, is good. They had a lot to work with, is what I should say. Yeah. They just fell short. With that being said, it's not like on the scale of the terrible movies that there is no coming back from that I just, like, hate. But with that, I, I definitely, and with my score, it's going to reflect this. This is in the territory for me of, like, movies like Halloween Kills, where it just didn't get the job done. And I'm not happy about him, but it was there's was, there's was some saving graces. You know what I mean? Right. There is some saving graces to this movie. So with that being said, I give this movie a four out of ten. Okay. Which I think okay. is very fair, considering the fact that it easily could have been worse. Like literally, this movie has decent parts to it in spite of itself. Like you have a good setup with the 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 atmosphere and the mood. All of it's good and set up and well. And then like there's this convoluted backstory that kind of sucks because it's just convoluted for no reason then we have a second killer then we get to see way too much of the killer and then they're just lucky that there's some uh, a few cool kill scenes that kind of like get you back like okay it is a slasher film and then like you're like oh the ending sucks right so it it i i think it's fair four out of ten yeah, and you know Bob Clark is actually one of the producers on this too. I know, um, and Sadly I think that enough. he had a lot to do with the atmosphere of it because I, I was talking with Maestro about the original one recently. We had a we had a nice conversation about uh, this movie in with the original one in particular, and he talked about how well Bob Clark could really set a scene, uh, and he did it again when he made a Christmas story. You know, those movies when you watch a Christmas story, it feels like. You know, it feels like everybody's childhood, what they remember of just like a classic Christmas. Um, and, you know, he's he's really good at doing that. And I think that he did have a hand in in the way that this movie looked as well. Um, but, you know, again, I, I would agree. I mean, there there's stuff that is good. There are some really good kills in this. You know, there's like, you know, there's an icicle falling off a roof. And you always hear about how people have gotten killed from these things. We get one of those. You get um, a garden claw, whatever you, one of those claws you use to, to kind of, when you're, gardening somebody gets one of those you get an ice skate a hockey skate that uh that gets one of them you know so there and there, there are some pretty brutal kills in this movie um at the same time this is one of the things i meant to talk about when we were talking about the negatives what's the deal with all of the eyeballs getting pulled out and eaten in this what's movie what's the deal with all these eyeballs who are the being? ad wizards that came up with this one doing the seinfeld thing yeah, yeah. so you know, that's another thing. There was just yeah, way too much that. of that. I don't understand You know what? In that whole convoluted backstory, they don't explain that. Yeah. Like, you would think that that would be one of the things that they would explain. Like, I maybe mean, there's an aversion to eyes. Maybe it's something about his liver. I mean, I don't know. He, Billy, when he attacks Agnes when they're kids, he takes her eye out. So is it because it's Agnes that's doing it. 
She's pulling people's eyes out and eating them. So does it have something to do with that? The I trauma behind it? You don't, don't really know. find out. There was a lot of stuff that got deleted from this movie, so maybe there was a little bit more with that. I don't know. But the the bad is bad. The ending is really bad. But there is some good stuff. There is some good dialogue. There are some fun characters. Um, you know, for me, again, out of 10, I grade this where five is average. I, I'm not going to go as low as you with this one on this. This is about as far apart as I think we've been in a movie in a while. I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. I don't think that it's great by any means, but I do think that there is still some really good stuff that's in there that makes it by far not a great movie, but I don't think it's below average either. Uh, it's just slightly above average because the good is good mm-hmm. enough for me. I agree to disagree with you, my good Fair son. enough. Below We're average. close enough on most of these. Yeah. It was I mean, that's fair. It's, 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 it, 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 I just, I don't know, four out of 10. That was on a rewatch. I don't. I don't even remember what I would have given it the first time I've seen this movie. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm at least nicer to things now. So uh, if you guys have an opinion, you could agree with me. You could agree with Mike, or you could have your own takes. Hit us up on the social medias: Horrorzone six hundred seven on Facebook. Like and share the page at Horrorzone six hundred seven on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ six zero seven for all that. Of course, of all the links, with you, whether it be the T Public link, the Patreon link, the YouTube link, all or the sorry, the Twitch link, not YouTube link, and so much more. Go over to eight one two two production. Com. Support us over there and get all your information. Mike C, take these fine folks home. All right. Well, thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Uh, of course, as you mentioned at the top of the show here, uh, we got one more show before we take our little Christmas break, but we're good. we've got content that's going to be coming out throughout the holidays. That's right. Every week we'll still be coming to you, but uh, we're just uh, it'll just be the reviews of Scream and Scream 2, respectively. Yeah, that's right. But we do have one more show beforehand, and uh, like you mentioned, we're going to be reviewing one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies and movies in general, uh, the 1951 movie called Scrooge. Uh, it's basically a Christmas carol. They called this one Scrooge. It stars Alistair Sim. Uh, my opinion, it's an absolutely horrifying movie, um, but just one of my all-time favorite movies so we'll be reviewing that next week you're not going to want to miss it we got lots to say about it uh and of course uh, hopefully we'll have some news uh we're recording this on a saturday next week's show we're going to be recording on wednesday so it's a short turnaround so we may or may not have a whole lot of news to talk about but the review will certainly take up some time um but you know we're gonna have a lot of fun with it and uh then it's gonna be the holiday season so don't forget to tune in next week we can't wait to to do the show until then for rich i'm spooky mike saying see ya